them five-star tellies saying two mic rhymes Be them average MCs of the times Unlike them, we crap gems So systematically inclined The pen lines without saying Hey, good morning, everyone Good morning, mi gente Welcome to another podcast of the Daily Mind uh, Very early Thursday morning I can't even ask how your day is doing Because for most of us, the day hasn't even started Given the time that I'm uh, producing this episode it is thursday of course but it's a little bit after midnight so hopefully it would be it would be stupid for me to say how's everyone's day going sure but you know what eventually you're going to hear this so hopefully you're having a good day anyway got that out the way so <clears throat> it's thursday the weekend's almost here it's amazing how slow this week has been going which i'm so glad but for the well, you know my mind has been like a day ahead where i thought uh, yesterday was Thursday, and, uh, you know, Thursday, like, today is Friday. It's crazy. I don't know. I'm thinking a mile ahead, but I'm just kind of glad that the week is going slow. Um, spending time here with the folks and, you know, extending my time here a little bit more, which is good, because uh, it's not very often I come here to visit. Um, and there's different circumstances that get in the way that prevents that, even though I, I, I'm more than capable of coming up here to see them a lot more. But again, circumstance. We all work. We got things going on, uh, whatever the case is. Um, so what did I do yesterday? I, you know, yesterday I stayed in virtually all day except to go out to get something to eat and, to, of course, to run the track because I make it a everyday thing while I'm here to go and run two miles on the track, whether, you know, be a light little run or, you know, in this case, I walked around for two miles. It was a nice little brisk walk. It was nice, you know, still got my little workout. I got my numbers in. Um, also yesterday, um, <laughs> the craziest thing, um, what that was tripping me out was uh, Fitbit. Uh, for those who wear Fitbits, uh, there was like a major outage yesterday and it was tripping me out because one minute I see my watch and, you know, I'm looking at my statistics, analytics, and I go back and I noticed that the day prior I went from having about 11,000 steps to only 88. And then one day, another day was blank and I was like, whoa, whoa what's going on I, you know i did everything under the sun to troubleshoot that issue and eventually it come it came to my attention that fitbit just had a major outage and it lasted for like maybe two three hours now it's back but then i was tripping because you know i just bought this watch this versa 4 and i'm like i know it's not the watch but it was definitely the app because they just recently updated the app to this new ui and a lot of people don't like it you know, a lot of these companies do things that they think is better for us that we don't even ask for. So, you know, they changed it. A lot of people didn't like it. And then all of a sudden it crashed. But, you know, Fitbit is back up and running. So, you know, for all I know, I'm pretty sure it got hacked. But at the same time, I didn't lose any of my statistics. So, you know, luckily they probably had things on the backup or whatever. So I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm back up and running. But also, like, since I've been here, I've been talking with my dad. We basically talk about a myriad of things. But a couple, the, the, the one thing we talk about that we bounced around a lot is attraction. You see, I always tell him, and, I, and I'm, it, I feel like this still a little bit, is that no one's attracted to me. Now, you may think, like, well, then how, why is your wife with you? Okay, that's kind of contradictory, right? But I'm talking about also, like, like, strangers or whatever, right? Walking the streets and, you know, a lot of people are like, man, you know, that girl was just looking at you. I'm like, man, nobody pays me any attention. 
But <clears throat> what came to my attention recently is that I have this 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 tunnel vision that perhaps there are there are people like women looking at me, finding me attractive or whatever the case is, but I don't see it or I choose not to see it. And that's something I learned while I was here. Because here I am, you know, I I didn't have much luck with girls at all. Twenties, thirties, and then now all of a sudden I'm a married man. I'm in I'm close to my forties. And here it is now, I, you know, all of a sudden now I'm attracted. It could be just me having a very low self-esteem. That was pointed out as well. Like, I don't think highly of myself. I don't toot my own horn or, you know, I don't have any affirmations about myself where I'm like, man, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually a nice guy. I'm actually an okay, nice looking guy. You know, it's something you should have, right? So confidence in yourself. But also, I feel like you should have confidence to also say you're ugly. <laughs> I mean... If you're confident enough to say you're ugly, then is that really like putting yourself down? Or is it just you being a realist? So anyway, we were talking about attraction. Okay, um, what makes the individual, what makes you attractive, what makes me attractive, that kind of thing. So that's what uh, this morning's episode, I'm going to just kind of breeze about a little bit, is what makes us attractive. Now, one thing I've learned and I kind of hate is that people stare. And I hate when people stare at me because it makes me feel as if there's something wrong with me, something on my face or or whatever the case is. But the thing is, um, some people can decipher what a person is somewhat thinking when they stare, depending on how they're staring at you, uh, the way their their facial expression look, their uh, just overall demeanor. You know what I mean? Like, uh, people can just try to, like you know, stare at you to kind of figure you out, or maybe they're attracted to you, or maybe they got something against you, or maybe they're just the familiarity of it all of, like, they know you. And I hate that part, that part where, like, man, you look familiar. You know, do I know you from somewhere? No. I've never seen you a day in my life. I don't know you. But maybe they might have ran into somebody that looked just like them. It's possible. I hate the idea of, like, having a doppelganger. But even I ran into somebody that, um, works within my uh, battalion where he looks apparently just like me and oddly enough is also from New York to make matters worse. I'm about to go get like a fucking DNA test and figure this one out because he, he does look like me and I, I was in denial for a while. <laughs> I look at him again. I'm like, this dude, this is, this is kind of scary. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. I got enough brothers and sisters. Anyway, so I want to talk about attraction. I found the website. It has about like nine things that make you attractive. Like what makes you attractive, okay? Because that's what it's, looks is everything it seems nowadays. You know, and it's not always about the physical. It's mental too that attracts people. Like the way you think, the way you talk, the way you articulate. Those things are attractive too. It's not always just physical, right? Or the way you sound, an accent, or a dialect. That's also attractive too. Now... What makes me attractive? I don't know. I really don't know. And it's and it's not really an answer that you can, a question you can answer from within. Because the only type, the only people that can answer that is the people from the outside. The people that are actually looking at you that will tell you what makes you attractive, why they're attracted to you. Because really, realistically speaking, there's people that's attracted to me, but I don't know why. And I'm sitting here like, well, you know. But one of my um, traits if you will, is my eyes. Apparently, my eyes get quite a bit of attention um, and compliments, too. I have light brown eyes. I mean, it's nothing unique, but I guess given the color of my eyes and the shape of my eyes, which has been described a couple of times as almost almond-esque, 
type, if that's even a word, ominesque. In other words, like almost almond-shaped eyes. With that in the color of my eyes is perhaps uh, one of my most noticeable traits. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming into the realization, maybe I'm just, uh, this, the self-esteem is boosting up or whatever. And I'll be honest with you, like, you get a stare from someone, uh, like a female, male, whatever you're doing is, uh, it does kind of boost your, your day up a little bit. It, it does somewhat cracks a smile, but I'm always in denial of it because I have this belief that no one's attracted to me when in reality uh, is the case. <clears throat> anyway, so I've been browsing around some websites. I found one, okay, um, because it breaks it down like um, there's, you know, other websites that's like um, ways to make yourself more attractive, which is what I'm not trying to do. And um, how to, you know, what makes you attractive and you know, stuff like that. It, it breaks it down because it's not just physical, it's mental as well. All right, so I found the website called regain.us. And this article was written just this past August. And it says uh, that the tagline is how to tell if you are attractive. Nine ways you're more attractive than you think. This is perfect for what I was like, me and my dad was talking about. And this was written by, uh, uh, it says, medically reviewed by April Justice. And it was by the Regain editorial team that wrote this. You know, got to give credit when credit is due. But what makes you and I attractive, right? This is basically what we're talking about. It says, um, and I'm going to read the, the beginning synopsis to this, okay? Um. <clears throat> It says, attraction does not have to be about your physical appearance. A large part of your appeal plays into your behaviors and the way you interact with others. Although it is common to wonder how others perceive you, I mean, sorry, perceive your physical appearance. Remember that you do not need the approval to be happy with your appearance or your general self-confidence. Um, and that's why I always have a say, I don't see, never seek validation. I don't ever go out there or like dress up, be pretentious just to see, just to test the waters. I don't require anybody's approval and sometimes you may not get that approval or whatever like vocally you just if, if looks can kill sometimes that's how you'll get your approval but i don't go out there seeking it okay that's that's not what i get up and do all right um it says there's so many parts of what makes you a good person that many people can't can't see by just observing how you look so try not to put too much pressure purely on your physical features because again i did say that it's not always physical it's mental the words that come out of your mouth how you um your pronunciation even you know you might have like a little accent or a little um thing to your 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 dialect that somebody might be like oh wow you know that's a very unique accent where you're from you know and stuff like that and that's a good icebreaker too um so i'm gonna get right into the article it's already 10 minutes into the episode uh, it says, um, getting to know your attractiveness. Okay. On a personal level, it is common to be curious about what others think of your appearance. True. But also you don't want to obsess with that because then before you know it, you're going to be, you're going to become something you're not. Um, it says here, many societies tend to place a lot of value on physical appearance. This is theorized to be, uh, to be because from an early age, physical beauty is heavily associated with attraction, which is a large part of successful relationships. <clears throat> now, it has a, a list here, literally nine ways to notice your attractiveness, okay? Um, again, one of my, my most notable, um, noticeable traits is my eyes, okay? And I got to admit, they are nice, but not to toot my own horn here, but I, I, sometimes I look at them, they're just like regular brown eyes. 
it's something I inherited from my dad as well. We have the same eyes, and the rest is history. All right, it says, um, here's what you might notice. Okay, again, from the nine ways to notice your attractiveness. I might learn something from this list. I didn't quite, like, read everything on this list, so I might just be surprised. And who knows? It might just break out, you know, break me out of that shell a lot more. Okay, so number one, number one, you get compliments about your smile. A genuine smile shows self-confidence, and it's a natural way to make your face glow. Smiles help you feel grateful for those who have helped you get to where you are right now. I don't know. I don't have, like, the most perfect teeth, okay? But I've come to learn to smile a little bit more without having to cover my face or whatever. And, again, it goes back to the process of breaking out of this uh, this shell of mine. Because I would always just, like, hide my face to laugh. I still do sometimes. Um, but I do remember there was one incident in Florida. I won't even say an incident. There was a, 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 a happenstance. In, uh, it was a, a, a moment in Florida. Oh, okay, let's use moment. It was a moment in Florida. I remember. I think I was driving. Um, there was a woman. Um, she was behind the counter. She was, the, she was a cashier. And I never forget this. And, and and some people think that by looking at me, they think I'm always upset looking or whatever. Maybe I just have a resting bitch face. I don't know. But she said to me, and something in the line, no, she said it straight out. She was like, you need to smile more. Well, first, you know, before she asked, like, how am I doing, you know, ringing up my stuff, she was like, you need to smile more. And I was like, I, it, it, it threw me completely off. I was like, no, no, I do smile, you know, and blah, 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 you know, have a nice day. I didn't think much of it. I told my wife, though, she was in the car. And she was like, yeah, she was probably trying to flirt with you. And again, remember, I'm the type of person that I don't see that. Like, because I don't believe that I'm attractive enough for somebody to be flirting with me. But over time, I thought about it, and I was like, yeah. Then I told my dad the story. She was like, yeah, she was just trying to probably talk to you because it's an icebreaker. You know, it's always that little phrase or something like, oh, you need to smile more. Or, man, you, you look pretty good. Or it's just something to break the ice and perhaps... Maybe that was the case. But again, I was I'm too naive or I try to fixate myself into this tunnel vision where I'm just trying to look forward. I don't care what's happening on the side. Everything's a blur. I'm just kind of looking forward towards my main goal. Um, let's see here. It also says, um, oh, no, going back to the smile thing. But yeah, I do smile a little bit more. I'm working on it. I'm always laughing about stuff. So I mean, <laughs> smiling is inevitable. All right, number two, it says you don't get many compliments. People assume getting compliments is an automatic sign of being attractive, but this is not always true. Counterintuitive as it may seem, people may not bother to compliment you if they think you already know you look good. Others might feel they are giving you too much attention. So if you don't get complimented, you shouldn't necessarily assume you're not attractive. Wow, that's actually a good one. I never really thought of that. Where, like, if you already know you're attractive, nobody's going to tell you you're attractive. That's like, um, but then again, it's like, okay, let's say uh, George Clooney, for example. Everybody knows he's attractive, but nobody's going to go up. I mean, do people actually go up to him, like, women, and be like, man, you're so attractive? I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard that countless times, okay? So, again, compliments is what it's saying is compliments <clears throat> isn't always verbal. It could be uh, visual. Like a wink or like the, you know, raising of the eye or the, like the way the girl fidgets her lips or something like that, that, that it just tells without even saying a word. Like, man, you, 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 she's looking at you. You look good, whatever. Um, 
but at the same time, I can't remember the last time. Oh no, I'll give you, I'll give you an instant. I'm going back to like 2009, um, living in Connecticut. I remember I was walking. I kid you not, I'm walking all by myself, right? just minding my business, and this guy comes up to me. This guy, and the guy was like, you know, he stopped me because, um, oh no, he asked for directions somewhere. I forgot exactly where. It doesn't matter, but he asked for directions, and he was like, you know. Oh, by the way, don't take this the wrong way, but you have such beautiful eyes. Mind you. I, you know what? And, and, and again, it threw me off. I actually laughed. I smiled. I was like, you know, thanks. I, I appreciate that. And I kept it moving. Now, others might take that the wrong way and they, you know, start throwing some uh, pretty colorful words in there. But no, not me. Um, I don't mind compliments from regardless of anybody. I mean, it made me feel a little bit good after the fact. And it's not the first time that I've been complimented on my eyes. So, I mean, it was <laughs> it was just funny. But I can't remember the last time I got a compliment from someone else about my eyes. My wife tells me all the time, but, you know, she's my wife. You know, but I'm talking about somebody else on the outside saying, man, uh, I like, the, you know, I like your freckles. Because lately, I've been developing a shitload of freckles on my face. I've always had them. I've gotten them more. And I did tell my dad, I was like, dad, you know, when did you start getting these freckles? Because I'm telling you, as you get older, it is very important to ask your parents certain physical things because these things, you know, there's, you know, health things and stuff like that. They might skip generations and whatnot. But, no, he, he told me about the freckles, and he was like, you know, I got them around my, uh, started getting them around my late, mid-30s. And that's about the time I started getting the freckles, plus the sun and all that stuff. And, yeah, that, that's um, people, I've gotten compliments about that, too. But again, you know, um, it's once in the blood I get compliments. And again, I, I take it for what it is. And it makes me feel a little bit better. You know, I'm not even going to lie to you. It really do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what's the next one? Let me see where I left off. By the way. Where the hell was I? Uh, you do have people's attention to make them stay. Okay, number three. Okay, now number three. Um... It's kind of annoying in the sense. It says here, you grab people's attention and make them stare. You may be wearing something bringing attention to your body or physical characteristics. Others find pleasing to the eye. And that's the thing. I don't dress in a way that would just attract a lot of people. I, let me tell you something. On an average fall day like today, I'm wearing a hoodie, jeans, and some chucks. Basic, right? Basic stuff. Nothing crazy. But maybe it's perhaps the way I move. The way it could be even something as my you know minuscule as the way I swing my arms or the way my legs move or how fast I walk. It's little things like that. People really analyze every little bit of you of what you're doing. And that's where the staring comes from. Or they just maybe not, you know, you may not be a familiar face uh in the neighborhood. Um, because I know like even out here in uh where I'm at now in Baltimore, like walking around, they, people get a sense like you're not from here. Because you don't you're, you're not walking and looking like at like the people that they normally see and that's kind of like on odd you know what i mean they probably already figure i'm from like new york which i am because a lot of new yorkers go to other places with this particular swagger that you know everybody should like bow down to them type type shit no however though um going back to number three i i guess i grab people's attention just because i'm i'm not a familiar face at least that's what i'm thinking but Again, the only way you would know is if you actually go and ask them. 
and, and that's going to be kind of awkward because I guess to them it's supposed to just be them. The, the whole thing is supposed to go just you and them walking by each other. They stare. That's it. Now, if you come out of the woodwork and then you start to question them, that they're going to get thrown off like that's not supposed to happen. I'm just supposed to only look as they walk, and that's it. I'm not expecting this person to ask any questions. I think they look good. I'm just going to look at them, and that's it. Or maybe they are expecting you to uh, turn around and say something. I don't know. It's all circumstantial. Number four, it says here, a person's behavior seems strange over atten- uh, strange or over-attentive. A person who is attracted to you may seem flustered when speaking to you or may be overly nice and pleasant. As a note, some people have no shame letting someone else know they find them attractive by hitting on them. If you find it annoying, be sure to tell that person you feel uncomfortable. Your boundaries are more important than someone thinking you look attractive and being disrespectful. It's so funny because my dad, my mom and dad said this same exact shit. You're going to have people flirt with you, whatever, say, you know, talk to you. But, hey, make it very clear that, hey, either you're married or, you know, I'm flattered, but no, thank you. Or if you want to just entertain the idea to see where it goes, do it at your own risk. But this is exactly what they told me in our talks of many uh, these past few days. And, and again, like set boundaries. And, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, you know, I, I told my dad, I'm like, you know, hey, I'm married. I wear the ring, but I still got women like giving me suggestive stuff. And he's like, you know, don't pay it any mind. You, you know, if, if they start talking to you, you just tell them cordially like, hey. Um, you know, I, I'm flattered. That's, you know, I think it's cute, but I'm married. Boom, boom, boom. But, you know, if you, t- if you take it a whole nother direction, that's going to be on you. Don't do that. However, just to kind of, you know, just be cordial about it. You know, just, it's, it's cause it's cool. Cause, it, and I hate, it, it took me a long time to believe this, but yes, women, other women are going to be attracted to me and I'm married. And even with the ring, because believe it or not, and this is also men. But you have women out there that is on the prowl for married men. They see this ring, and I think wearing the ring makes it even worse. But I'm not taking off my ring. No, I'm not taking off my ring. However, though, they see this, and they'll be like, man, if I could court a married guy, like, or, you know, what is, I mean, like, he's married. Like, somebody's off. Like, I could give him better. I could do better. It's, I'm telling you, it's, it's literally like being hunted in some cases. And again, um, you know, just again, somebody flirting with you, like you're out, you know, in the club, you're just having a drink or whatever. You're not really looking to, you know, court anybody. You're just kind of just vibing. You know, somebody come up to you, you just have a conversation. But if they start touching on you and shit, I guess what it's saying is you don't feel comfortable, then you need to just ax that shit. You know, boom, get rid of it. Yep. All right. So it says number um, number five. Mm. People gravitate toward you. Attraction by definition means that other people will feel the need to be near you. If you are attractive, you may find that you naturally become the center of conversation of a large group of friends. What I do get from this, really, is just, uh, I don't get like a large group of friends talking. I get like random people just sparking up conversation with me. That happens more often than not. And even like, I don't know, maybe it's just I have a soft face and that I am approachable. Or people uh, have this aura, or no, I'm sorry, I have this aura that just seemed to just attract people. Because it's always been said that somebody with a bright aura is someone with a good
good qualities. Somebody with a dim aura is in a state where maybe you don't want to just kind of talk to that person. That whole misery, you know, loves company kind of thing, you know, something contagious. But um, no, I, I, I don't always have like, I don't know. I do get a lot of people at work talk to me and I'm probably like one of the most approachable um, NCOs in my company, if not in my battalion. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't, it's just mostly random people just coming up to me and um, basically just telling me their life story, whatever. They just feel comfortable with me. And I never like push people away. I do always take the time to listen, even to complete strangers. All right. So number six, people send you messages or contact you out of the blue. You may get messages from people on social media, whether you are in a committed relationship or not. Um, no, not necessarily. Um, I do have female friends that do message me just to say hello, whatever the case is. But I, you know, and I tend to t like keep like okay. Again, I'm married. I tend to keep an eye on that. If it does, if I start getting messages that's kind of suggestive and stuff like that, I'm just like, no, listen, listen. That that needs to slow down because I don't want to put a thought of somebody, something in somebody's head and people screenshot shit and be like, oh, yeah, 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 so-and-so was talking to me and nope, mm -mm. no, 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 no. But I don't, it's not an instance where I just get like random females like messaging me or whatever. But then again, I'm not giving random females my damn number in the first place. But also for like my female friends on uh, Facebook or, or Instagram. Never really have an instance where they're just messaging me uh, on, and talking on some crazy shit. No. And I'm actually quite grateful for that. Uh, number seven, people may display intensely negative attitudes towards you. Now, this is kind of like a reverse uno. Um, intense negative attitudes towards you, especially when related to romantic relationships or physical appearance. May signal jealousy, insecurities, resentment, or alternatively, deep attraction. With the inability to properly address it. Resist um, internalizing negative feedback. But do not hesitate to report or feel that such behavior borders on, har on harassment or discrimination. Whew, whew. I've seen many a case where <clears throat> somebody liked this person and then they seen that this person was married. And yeah, I, I, I've seen that whole jealousy vibe. And, uh, you know, and again, that's another thing. It makes that person even more attractive. So like somebody like me who wears a ring, I'm married. That might make me more attractive to somebody than me not wearing this damn ring. Okay, but if it does get to a point of like harassment and shit, then you, you got to cut that out, especially in the workplace, which is why you never dip your pen in company ink ever. I mean, but sometimes we're human, we're adults. It happens. Sometimes people can't control what they see and like, but just know if it get to a point where somebody is being threatened or whatever. It, you got to slow that shit down. You're going to have to cut that off because they, they believe it or not. Jealousy is jealousy is very dangerous because, again. Um, when it comes to um, women or whatever, in this case, like if they see me married, they'll probably be like, I, I want to, you know, I'm jealous. Like he's married, you know, he must got a good woman. What does he have or what does she have that I don't have? You know, how can I get a man like that? And then vice versa. Same thing with men. Men do this shit too. Like, oh man, she's married. You know, I bet I could do better than, you know, I, I could, I'm better than her husband. I bet I could get that. Like, hey. This is a two-way street. Now, again, I'm not harping on women on this episode because I am also mentioning the fact that men do this shit too. So, like I said, this is an unbiased show. This is not like a he-man, woman-haters fucking podcast. Anyway, <laughs> uh, 
uh, I got two more traits here, okay? And I'm learning a little bit more about myself because as I read this stuff, it is ding, it's nail in a coffin type shit. Number eight, people will start a conversation about anything to talk to you. They may bring up any subject from the weather to what you are wearing, and it may not be anything related to their interests. Also could be an excuse to talk to you. Ding, that's the icebreaker shit that um, me and my dad was talking about. Like, you know, for instance, the woman at the gas station that was like, oh, you know, you need to smile more. <laughs> what the hell does that have to do with you ringing up my damn Kit Kat bar? But you see what I mean? Like, okay, people, and put yourself in the shoes of a cashier or somebody who is in the workplace where you see dozens, if not hundreds of faces a day, but you see this one face, right? Now you're just like, yo, you know, this person's just trying to buy something, ring something up and be on their way. But how can I, you know, the cashier say something nice and keep it short and sweet without being too, too obvious? And will that person take the bait kind of deal, right? So um, this happens to me more often than not where somebody does spark up a random ass conversation. I could just be chilling. I could be bringing up something and people, the, the cashier or whatever just starts talking. I've had that happen many a time and I'm like, and I'm not trying to be rude, especially when I'm starting to see people behind me. I don't got time for that. I don't want to be wasting people's time because time, I don't like wasting either of my own. But if the if the opportunity presents itself, I'll sit there and have a casual conversation about it. You know, weather, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I Like I said, I'm, I'm not a social, uh, um, a social butterfly. But if somebody sat there and started talking to me, yes, I have a great, I have a conversation, and you'd be surprised the characters I came across and had a whole conversation about. And these people were so open about themselves and so trusting, it 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 really spooked me out. Like, do they not realize that you know I could be someone who's crazy, vindictive? I might do something, I might take what they say, and you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But there's still that element of trusting human nature that still flows <laughs> within these crazy turbulent times all right uh number nine which is the last um which is the last thing on this list and i'm probably going to read one more other little well no this will be the last thing because i already hit 30 minutes geez i just started the show it says number nine last but not least people are caught off guard when they hear you talk down about yourself others may see you as this self-confident individual with everything going for them as such, people may be irritated. You sound as if you have low self-esteem. But what you think is a problem that could be imagined in your head. Holy shit. Okay, this is a perfect uh, show ender right here. Yes. Um, I had people who were surprised that my job, the way I talk down on myself, and they're like, or how I talk about, like, oh, I'm almost 40 years old. And, and this one dude, he's like, man, what are you talking about? Like, you act like 40 is the all the end all. And like, man, I had people talk like to me when they, when I, when I talked down on myself, I had people like, they was just sitting there like, what are you like? Come on, why stop putting yourself down and stuff? You're not a bad looking dude. Da, da, da. I've heard that quite a few times too. And I started to believe that like, you know, I'm not really that bad looking. Now, I'm not going to say I'm good looking, but I'm not that bad looking. At least I could be a little honest about that. And my parents hate that shit. But then again, your parents is your number one fan. So they're going to want, they're going to think you're the best looking your best at everything they're just gonna like and they believe that too and of course not just because they're their parents it's because shit they don't make ugly kids i guess so of course they're gonna like say that they're like oh what are you talking about stop putting yourself down but this is so true and this happened so many times to me 
But then when I do talk like that, people are kind of like shocked. Where they're like, what are you, like, you're a good looking guy. Why are you putting yourself down kind of deal? Because you'd be surprised how many attractive people out there actually put themselves down. And it's the most complexing thing about it. Like, people are just so thrown off on it. That's like, uh, George, that's like uh, a good looking celebrity putting themselves down. And it's just like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But it's this last part is what caught me the most. And I hold I hold this part to be very much true. Um, it says, people may be irritated. You sound as if you have low self-esteem. But what you think is a problem that could be imagined in your head. So in other words, this shit's all in my head. Like, even the fact that um, the whole I don't think I'm attractive thing. But if there are people looking at you and there's women looking at you in a certain way, then that obviously it tells you you are attractive. It took me a long time to realize this, and recently with my like, conversations I've had, like, yeah, I guess I am an attractive person. Like, I tell my wife, like, I'm ugly, and she's like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, you need to stop fucking talk saying that. I didn't marry no ugly man. If you were ugly, I wouldn't have been with you, and, you know, you're actually you're good looking. Stop saying that. Stop putting yourself down. I heard that shit recently, too. She told me that same thing. And I sit there and I wonder, like, why do I keep putting myself down? I don't know. Like I said, growing up, I didn't have much luck with the ladies at all, at all. I was a geek. I'm still a geek, but I'm a more open geek, if you will, a more sociable geek. I mean, I wouldn't have done this podcast if I wasn't as sociable as I was before. But again, like these past couple of days, I, I really, really had an epiphany, and I really sat there, and I'm like, you know what? Now when I go outside, I'm, I'm going outside with a little bit more confidence in myself. Not saying I'm going to be, like, really pretentious and you know, swagger this and that. No, no. But I, I feel more comfortable, I guess you could say, in my own skin. And, you know, again, so, you know, now I'm getting into my 40s. Maybe it's just I'm, I'm looking better, but also feeling more confident in my 40s. You know, the, you know, the ugly duckling theory, you know. You, uh, you know, eventually turns into the beautiful swan, late. Um, I'm a late bloomer, I guess you could say. And I come to find out I'm a late bloomer with a lot of things. Um, I was late with everything, everything, but I'm thriving. So, I mean, I guess that, that's, uh, you know, yeah. So I'm going to read these little bonus tidbits too. Um, I just found this part of the article. I skipped some other part, but I think this one kind of caught my eye. I will get through it as quick as possible. How to feel and accept your unique attractiveness. It says feeling attractive and understanding how to accept yourself as beauty comes from within. It requires self-reflection by assessing yourself and where you are in your life. It may also require what you want to achieve when it comes to relationships. A few of our suggestions on assessing yourself include the following. Number one, this is important. Um, it says, avoid comparing yourself to what society says is beautiful. Understand that uniqueness and personality are a large component of attraction. This is very much true. Societal norms can be dangerous and could cost you a lot of money trying to keep up with the Joneses. But in my case, I'm a simply simple dress person, right? Hoodie, pants, uh, Converse sneakers. I don't wear any flashy Jordans, Air Force Ones. I don't do that. I'm almost 40 years old. That was a time ago. I'm not doing that shit now. However, though, um, what I do is um, I compare myself to a lot of people. And it was a, a lot of that was contributed to social media. But I squashed that quite some time ago. Um, 
but yeah, I still in some little shape, way, form, like still compare myself to other people. But I've come a long way in doing that, um, of not doing that anymore. Uh, number two, try not to focus so much on yourself. You'll be more self-critical. Encourage yourself to approach others to improve your social skills. It will help reduce feelings of insecurity while encouraging you to be comfortable with yourself. That's kind of like, it's funny, this podcast also helps me be more vocal and more open in conversation because when I do this, when I do this show, I, I feel like I have an audience right in front of me or I have someone in front of me where I'm actually talking to. That's what that feels like every single time. That helped in that aspect. But yes, the more you talk to people, the more you go out there and interact, the better you'll be in terms of socializing. I mean, that's how you get better. It's kind of like the more you read books, the more proficient you become in reading books to where you start learning more complex sentences, bigger words, and then you'll be able to string your sentences in that way too. That's basically what it's saying. So the more you talk, the more, you know, the better you get. Next one, it says, think about what your body has accomplished. Viewing your body as a vehicle for these accomplishments can help you retain a positive attitude toward your physical appearance. Consider your accomplishments and what you want to achieve. For example, I'm not a big gym person, but I, I want to look a little bit more cut, feel a little bit lighter. And I feel like over time, I've done that, where I could get up every morning now and just go to the track or just go for a run confidently, not having to feel like I'm dragging myself or forcing myself, or whatever the case is. Uh, the next, uh, next one it says here. Oof, this was a bit. This one I think I, this 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 article here is is reading into my soul. It says replace overly critical thoughts with highlights of your self image. Um, give attention to other areas of yourself you may have noticed. What makes you desirable and exciting, and what are things you want to know about you? Well, I know that I'm a man of useless facts. I know a lot about a lot of things that a lot of people don't really think about. Also, too, um, you know, what I maybe I'm just looking at more of the physical about being attractive, but not my mental, like in a sense, like, oh, I can have a conversation with anybody and it could be such an articulate conversation, which um, negates the whole physical look of me, I guess you could say. So, like I said, it's not always physical attraction. It's always it's mental too. And for some people, they don't give a shit how you look. They they just want to know what's on your mind. And if you could express it in a, such a way, you don't need any expensive clothes for that. All right, next one. It says this last one here. Um, wear clothes that make you feel good. If you have a favorite color or a particular style you feel good in, it makes you approachable with a natural glow. You're more likely to be at ease with yourself while standing out. Again, prevent for prevention of being pretentious. Don't be pretentious. Again, I'm a very simple man in the summertime. It's a t-shirt, shorts, some sneakers. Boom. Nothing crazy. I don't really do button-ups like that, but that's because I feel comfortable in my own skin. Hoodie, jeans, sneakers, no overly big coats in the winter and autumn. I'm good to go in that. That's just the way I'm. So maybe reading all this is really all in my head. What am I doing? It's like I'm fighting a, a version of me that just wants to be in the shit. And I'll be honest with you, I don't want to be in a shell anymore. I want to be out of the shell. I want to be able to be comfortable or even more comfortable than ever before. And, you know, this is something I think we can all work on. It's it's a good self-improvement, you know, especially in, in the focus of mental health. You know, we tend to look into social media and we try to be everything our friends and other people are trying are trying to be or already is. But we're not really taking thinking about... Mm what we want to be, what we want to look like, what we want to feel like, right? So 
that's just something to keep in mind. But no, this is something I've learned a lot. Like this trip was probably one of the most influential trips uh, or vacation times of vacation I've ever um, experienced in recent. So, but no, we're done. With, I'm done with the episode, and that is pretty much it. All right. So, on this very early Thursday morning, um, thanks for listening to this podcast, and I hope that the rest of the day you have. Um, you got some good things going. Hopefully, you get home safe. And uh, yeah, I noticed these past couple of nights, I haven't really done episodes that require a lot of cursing either. Uh, like my, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's so early in the morning. I have that nice morning flow. I don't know. I told you, morning episodes do it for me. In the evenings, I'm a little bit more hyper, a little bit more louder. But no, these morning episodes, I think, are a little bit more chill. And I think it's a formula that I'm going to kind of stick with. All right, so, yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to this podcast once again. Um, I'm finding myself on a lot more platforms, too, which is pretty dope. I found another platform that I am on. Um, what the hell is it called? It's called, it just came across this shit, uh, Podverse and Fader. These random-ass, um, you know, things that I'm on now. I'm telling you, you know, you put your RSS feed out there, and then you're virtually everywhere now, which is good. So tell your friends. The Daily Mind Podcast, again, I primarily on Spotify, um, but not everybody listens to Spotify. Just have your friends, if they do listen to podcasts, type in The Daily Mind, whatever platform they're on, and they'll find the show. Tell them some weird guy from New York has a podcast. Who doesn't nowadays? Anyway, so hey, thanks for listening. Have a great morning, and then uh, we'll do this again next time. Hopefully, you've got some plans coming up this weekend. Have a good day. Ciao. In the five-star telly saying two mic rhymes Speed up average MCs of the times Unlike them, we craft gems So systematically inclined The pen lines bounce